Hey, this is Jeff Detellis from UEVolve Buffalo, and today we have Matt Joyner joining me, who we are just wrapping up our six-month transformation program. Matt participated in our first transformation program, so he's been he's been training on this program for a year straight, 12 months. But today we're going to focus on the last six months, the second transformation program that he participated in. Where he left off, we started um, over, and correct me if I'm wrong, Matt, but about 204 pounds. Mm -hmm. And the goal the first six months was weight loss. And you left off that first six months, we broke into the 190s, and then we got into the high 180s. And that was the conclusion of the first six months of your transformation program. And you were ready to shift gears the last six months more into a, uh, a more maintenance phase as far as weight loss, focusing on uh, look, feel, and performance for, the, for these last six months. And we made some transitions with playing with macronutrients. Um, and maybe just give us a little synopsis of how you felt the transition went from that first weight loss phase in, into the last six months and kind of where your mindset was going into uh, this previous transformation program. Yeah, that's great. Thanks, Jeff. Um, so right after the first six months, I mean, we started, um, <clears throat> you know, we really kind of wanted to push that high 180s, even in the middle 180s, 185-ish. There was a time when we first started right there, I was... 182 181 I think was my lowest um then right after that we really kind of started to adjust the macros we started to add a little bit more fats we started to add a little bit more um carbs um as time went on and I got to adjust a little bit more each time that we adjusted those numbers um my body really started to get a pretty good idea of what I needed as far as intake and what I needed as far as output. Um, and that output that I was getting with, you know, the resistance training and um, just day in, day out walking, increasing those numbers as the few, as every few weeks came on, um, my body started to learn what I needed to put in to get the correct output and be able to um, really kind of recover from, you know, those workouts that we do throughout the week. Um, I was finding that when we started to add more fats when we started to add more proteins, I was recovering quicker. I wasn't, um, I wasn't complaining as much as, you know, Oh, I'm sore. I'm sore. I'm sore. You know, X amount of days in a row. It was, I'm sore for a day. If that I got, I was able to jump back in. And then as time continued to go on and we started to add more and more carbs, more and more fats, then we started to play around again with the fats and then added more carbs. I really think that I challenged myself um, in listening to you and to listening to Jill and just kind of following the program and taking those suggestions has really allowed me to challenge my body and see what my body's gonna be able to do as far as the food I was putting in and the output that I was getting. And that output, I mean, the last, I would probably say three months, um, the last three months, I've been able to 
you know, just my strength and most importantly, my recovery is where is really what I wanted to really focus on the last three months. And I think I was pretty successful in, you know, with tracking foods and listening to what you say, as far as what food I'm putting in and what I'm able to get out. You know, I was, I was able to perform at a level where I haven't performed in, in a while. Um, and I've been, I've been with you evolved now for five years and being sub one nineties for the last four, you know, four months, five months, um, you know, I really challenged myself and I feel as though, you know, moving forward just to be under that sub one ninety. I, I mean, I feel great where I'm at. I've been consistently holding 185, 187, you know, the last, um, I'd probably say four or five months now. And, um, just the way that I feel I'm, I'm sleeping better. I'm, you know, able to recover better. I was just sick, you know, last month uh, in, in, I was able to, you know, jump back relatively quickly because of what I was putting in my body after I was feeling better. And I was able to kind of get, you know, those nutrients back in and able to jump back into tracking and being able to get my body up and running again after being sick for, you know, a week or so. So, well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's quite the testimonial right there, right? It's kind of our, the three markers that we talk about a lot, especially with this program is how do you, how are, do you feel like you look, feel, and perform? And I will definitely attest that you look fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, the, not only the first six months that you did where we had that significant weight loss, but your body definitely recompositioned a bit over the last six months, staying, like you said, in a pretty tight range of about five pounds generally in those mid to high 180s. But that increase of food allowed you as, and I'm just reiterating, reiterating what you already said, being able to increase weight. Would I be right in saying that uh, based on your numbers, some of your bigger moves, squat, bench, deadlift, that your strength is at probably the highest it's been pushing the high, highest numbers, even when you were at those higher body weights? Oh, absolutely. hundred percent. I mean, I think when I, the first six months, um, you know, my last single, I think my last single deadlift was 350 and I'm working off that number now. And I've been working off 350 deadlift now for probably the last eight weeks or so. Um, just continuing that training. My bench is up to 180. I left, um, I left my bench at 175, which was right around the same time. So I've been working off that number, that 180 bench now for probably around the same time, you know, six, eight weeks. Um, that covers yeah. the performance aspect of it. So even with that, that nice drop in weight, mm -hmm. you didn't lose anything mm -hmm. on your performance end, if anything, you've, you've gained it. So you're mm -hmm. performing better at a lower body weight which especially if, you know, in terms of strength, it's always a strength to weight ratio. And that's why in competitive sports, there's weight classes because mass moves mass. But if you're able to move greater weights or maintain that weight at a lower body weight, that, that's like, you know, that's winning in Vegas, you know, mm -hmm. for sure. So we know you're looking better, you're performing better. The feel, you've also covered, how do you feel? How do you look, feel, and perform? recovery has increased, which is important. And what I'm, especially lately, the point that Joe and I like to at least try to uh, reiterate and drive home is 
It's not what you can do in the gym. It's what can you recover from in the gym, which is more important because you can have a, you know, blistering workout, but if you're not able to recover from it and make an improvement the next time, it, 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 it it's not very uh, effective then that workout. But if you can recover and those recovery times are starting to shrink because proper nutrition, quality, uh, uh, the right volume of nutrition. And another thing that you mentioned was uh, sleep, which is mm -hmm. something that oftentimes there's nothing sexy about sleep. It's oftentimes overlooked, underrated. And we've talked about that as well. So I really think that you hit the trifecta on look, feel, and, and performance. And that's really all anybody can, can ask for. I think you maximized your efforts. Um, you've worked as hard or harder than anybody, especially when it comes to in the gym. Your squats are most impressive. Some of the deepest squats of, of anybody I know. You sink them, you know, ass to grass, glutes right down to the hamstrings. Those are... Those are some, and you're a taller guy too. So you're moving, you know, twice the distance I would have to, to do a squat to that depth. So with that weight on your back, that's very, very in, impressive. So kudos, kudos to you, Matt. You, you worked hard. Um, all the gains that you, you acquired were, were well-deserved for sure. How did you feel now when you first started, you were doing, you were following a keto diet. We were, yeah. started off 25 grams of carbohydrates. Fats were yeah. very high. Protein was very moderate. And over time, we've transitioned to what I would consider still moderate. And most people would probably consider your fats at about 85 grams a day, approximately. Yep. I remember yep. correctly. Yep. Still relatively high. That's, that's, that's not a low-fat diet by any mm -hmm. means. But we were able to really bring those carbs up and make those as a primary source of energy. Mm -hmm. And I also, I think that is one factor that's contributing to your, your look as far as the fullness of, of your muscles and being able to really fill yourself out without spilling over into body fat. How, yes. how do you feel with that, those ratios of food, being able to incorporate foods maybe you weren't able to eat on a keto diet? How, how's that going for you? Um, it was, uh, it was a shift, um, because, you know, with keto there, there wasn't much, there wasn't much room as far as what I was able to eat as far as carbs. Um, and we know, we know with the keto, we're looking for high fat. Um, but the other side of things bouncing into the, you know, the higher carb adding, you know, more potato or sweet potato, regular potatoes, um, you know, the bread aspect of it and just kind of increasing, you know, my proteins as long as, you know, with that too. Um, it was a learning experience. It was, it was hard. Um, I, you know, I had no idea once we started increasing things, um, it was easier to not pay attention to the lower carbs, but the higher carbs, that's really where I had to be disciplined in tracking. And once I figured, you know, once I figured it out within, you know, that, that range that we were looking for, um, I was off and running. And, you know, once I found those foods that I was really able to put into my macros, I learned. When you say disciplined, do you, was it hard or challenging for you to 
reach the upper numbers of your carb limit or was it more of a challenge not to go over those carbs what do you mean by i think it was i think it was more of a challenge to not go over um you know i was i took it slow um it was not something that you know i jumped in right away and I was able to, you know, with the fruits as well, that was one thing that I was able to add more to was fruits, you know, during that keto time, I wasn't able to really eat the fruits because of the sugars and, you know, that kind of stuff. So adding that fruit and, you know, protein with, um, the yogurts, um, you know, I, I really enjoy eating that stuff, but, um, adding that stuff, it was slow. I, I, I took that part kind of slow just to kind of learn for myself on what I needed to add into those macros because having that low carb I really didn't I mean if you're if you're doing low carb you're doing low carb you don't have to really pay attention to low what how many carbs you're actually putting in you know the 25 grams of carbs is pretty low yeah um but now I really have to stay disciplined in what I'm tracking what I'm eating um, and I really encourage if, if this is something that people are going to do, they really, really got to challenge themselves in tracking what they're eating. I think, I think, um, it's the most effective way to, uh, if you, if you're looking for long-term success mm -hmm. and even in the short term, tracking is good, but it, you, there's a learning curve as you are, again, I'm just reiterating what you already mm -hmm. said. There's a learning curve to it that it takes time to personally make those adjustments. You may find certain foods, even though they fit within your number profile, you might not feel best on them. They might not uh, work as far as uh, recovery for you. Um, you know, it's more than just numbers. You know, numbers are gonna get you pretty close, but then you still have to play with food sources and you may find that different um, combinations of food are, are gonna work you know, better for you in, in all respects, strength, recovery, even sleeping, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and again, erring on the side of slow and, and a more cautious approach because people, you know, can fall real easily into the trap of, oh, okay, I, I'm allowed so many carbs and it sets off a sweet tooth or you mm -hmm. try to use too much junk food or sugary carbs to reach those numbers and it could set up, um, you know, yourself up for bad habits. And mm -hmm. I think that you are, you being prudent on, on that approach uh, is definitely the right way to do it. So kudos, kudos. Absolutely. Again, you nailed it. And I, I, I also really kind of encourage people, you know, if they're really kind of looking to change something in their lifestyle with um, tracking and even not even tracking, if you're just eliminating one thing, such as, you know, your your, you know, your sugary treats or whatever the case may be, take it from my advice, please listen to the trainers because they do know. And if you don't, you will know because you will not be able to recover as fast as you, you would like to. Now, with all that being said and all the discipline and all the consistency, um, you still had your opportunities to, on certain weekends oh, yeah. to, you know, I'm sure you ate things. Sure. And, 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 you know, that weren't, you know, perfectly set to your, uh, your macronutrient profile. You're able to have a couple of beers on the weekends. And especially when you're in a, a maintenance phase, you have a little bit more liberty as far as that's concerned. And I think the pattern that you kind of held was, you know, a little, and even when you were losing weight, correct me if I'm wrong, it was kind of 
you know, we had a little bit of an uptick on the weekend. And then yep. by Tuesday, Wednesday, you were right back into your sweet spot. And if we were looking to lose weight, we made progress by, by the end of the week. And it was kind of, you, you, your body holds a certain pattern based on your schedule. You, yep. Yours, especially more so than a lot of people. But there was always still a general trend that we needed it to go down. The, the macro trend was always down. We needed, needed it to stay steady. The macro trend was always steady. And um, I think it's important for people to know that you have to get used to mentally yep. seeing fluctuations, which can be hard to do, especially if you're new to the process of weight loss or maintenance. And I always say, and I, I'd be curious to how you feel about it. I think maintenance is the harder part of the process than the weight loss. With the weight loss, it's weekly goal, week, you know, weekly, bi-weekly, monthly goal, however your plan is set up. There's always the progress and, you know, you're changing, uh, you know, even just seeing that scale number go down or your clothes size going down, things fitting better. Maintenance is that, you know, more, I would say, less sexy, boring part of it, but it's very, very critical not to make flip back into bad habits and, and get yourself out of the shape that you worked so hard for. What's your take on the difference between the two processes? Um, so I, those are great questions. Um, and, and learning and being a part of you evolve for as long as I've been, you know, doing this now, um, you know, with all the lean programs and now, you know, the full complete year of the transformation program, um, you know, the, the weight loss side of things and tracking on that side of it is a lot different, especially for me, for me and the maintenance, I was able to learn up until this point. All right. I got, I'm here on Thursday. These are the foods that I got come Friday. I have one more day to get through and I'll get through it. I'll track on Friday. I know what classes I got coming up on the weekend come Saturday morning. I'm, I'm working and I know that there's a little bit room to play around with and I can refeed, I can, you know, play around, I can drink a beer to, um, with my buddies when I'm golfing on Saturday, or I can, you know, have a piece of pizza, you know, with Rachel when we go out to watch a game or something. Um, but it's nice to know that I have that flexibility where I'm able to do that. And as time goes on, we get used to eating the same foods. We get used to tracking the same foods. We get used to, you know, the liquid, you know, the water intake, we get used to how much water we're drinking, you know, the protein powders, we get used to how that is going to make me feel or how that's going to add into my macros. So, you know, as long as I'm staying consistent and being on board and communicating with you on what I'm doing throughout the week, I think that we've come up with a pretty good plan of action come the weekend and or revisit on Monday on what I need to do by, you know, Thursday or Friday to get back to where I was. So it was really nice to play around and kind of see what flexibility I had. And if that flexibility got too much and I kind of backed off a little bit and said, crap, I can't eat that on this day because it, I learned that it gave me too, I added too much. Um, so I knew for the next time, if I wanted to do a refeed, maybe I shouldn't push that side of it too much because I didn't want to get too overwhelmed come the beginning of the week where I have to come back down or whatever the case may be. So, um, as time goes on, listen, learn, 
adjust and move on. It's not, uh, I've also learned the last couple of weeks, the scale is not that big of a deal. Um, you know, we, uh, you know, I kind of tapered myself off to weighing myself every single day, um, which is not an easy thing to do because when you're so focused on what you're working towards, <laughs> removing that scale, it was, it was hard to do. Um, it was hard to do, but um, I did it. And, you know, I really encourage people to take that break from themselves as well. Yeah, it's meant mentally, it, it, you know, you have to learn. And <clears throat> again, part of this program, we try to build into that last month, that transition of getting away from the intense tracking of food, the intense tracking on the scale. Everybody's approach is a little bit different, you know, but uh, you know, customized to the individual and whatever the, the, the goal is. What What is, um, now I know going forward, we're going to be, uh, you're training on Sundays, still training with our power hour with the men's group, which we're starting uh, this Sunday, really looking forward to, it'll take us up to the holidays. What's on the horizon for Matt Joyner for 2023? I know we talked about, you're probably in a good spot where the transformation program isn't going to be the, you know, not necessarily the right fit for you. you you're in a, in a good spot. You took the last year to put in the hard work to where you need to be. What, what, uh, what is the future looking for you like now that you're, you know, in a, in a good spot that you did all that hard work? Um, I mean, coming, I'm, you know, I'm always, I'm always committed in, you know, Sunday mornings with the guys. Um, that's one thing, you know, I really look forward to, um, you know, we have a great group of guys. We all work really hard on Sunday mornings and it's just all around fun time for us to be together. Um, come 2023, um, you know, I, and I'm not, I'm not hundred percent sure that I will stick with the transformation program just because I feel like I'm at that point where, um, I'm searching for something, not necessarily something more, but something, a, a different challenge for myself. Um, and I think, you know, moving forward in 2023, um, I think I'm going to kind of explore, and we talked a little bit about this as far as, you know, individual one-on-one -on -one training um, to kind of see what that next level looks like for me. Um, so I think that's something that I'm going to explore come 2023. Um, I know you and I had talked about, you know, possibly doing something with one-on-one, -on -one. Yeah. um, thinking about it even more, um, come 2023, um, you know, I really kind of wanted to focus in 2022, um, my speed and, you know, with the golf swing, my mobility, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I, I really felt as though I did a really great job this summer, um, had a lot of, had a lot of really good benefits as far as being on the golf course this, this, this summer, um, you know, being leaner, um, you know, caused, you know, allowed me to, you know, swing faster and swing faster leads to more length. So, um, I definitely saw quite the improvement there. Um, I think come 2023 with possibly, you know, doing the individual training, I want to look more at, you know, the, the cross training side of things and some different movements as far as more agility type work um, more cardio type work. Um, and just that all around flexibility continue to work on that as well. Um, so come 2023, I, I'm, I'm really kind of eager to see, you know, what I can accomplish come next summer. That's exciting. That sounds, that sounds really, really, really exciting. I think you're in a great spot. You can do anything you want at, at this point, you really set yourself up for success go, going forward and whatever you decide, I think you're going to do great at 
and uh, the the foundation is there. You 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 did the work, you built the foundation, and then you know just keep noodling on on it. And when it's time to go, and, and things always change as you go. Nothing has to be set in stone. But I'm I'm excited for you to see uh, see what that potential can be. I think it's big. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I, you know, I just turned, um, I just turned 40 this year. So, you know, I've in the last four, four or five years, you know, with you evolve, I've God, I, I mean, I just, I can't encourage people enough. Um, you know, we, we have a really, really great group of people. Everybody's so supportive of each other. Um, I really encourage people to get out of their comfort zone and learn and ask questions. Um, I think we have a really great group of people, a team of people, um, where there's a lot of support there. So, um, you know, if this, when this gets out in the universe, please, by all means, um, ask questions. Um, I feel that, you know, with you and Jill and, um, the people that we have at the gym now, I mean, it's, you know, the options are endless for everybody. Absolutely. And, and, uh, shameless plug, come see Matt is teaching a class at yeah. Buffalo on Tuesday nights. That's yeah. the schedule is right now. So come see Matt in person, pick his brain a little bit. See what kind of workouts he constructs. Give him a chance to put you through the paces. I think you'll enjoy it a lot. Um, any last words, Matt? Anything else you want to add? I think we covered everything um, pretty good. No, I don't think so. I think that should be about it. Um, you know, again, you know, I really, um, I really encourage people to get out of their comfort zone. Um, you know, that's kind of really what helped me. It's a very, very difficult thing to do. And um, just go ahead. And um, if you have any questions for me, by all means, uh, I'm always around. Um, my information's on Telegram. Um, you can uh, reach me on the UEvolve website. Um, you know, follow us on there. And um, look forward to seeing everybody on Tuesday night. And if, if you're a guy and you want to come on Sundays and if you have questions, please ask. Sounds great, Matt. Thanks for joining us. And looking forward to continue to work with you in the future. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks.